0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You podcast.
1: Yes, we love that for you. We love you. that for you,
0: and we are your hosts, Pat and Julia, and we are here on a sunny but rainy day. Yeah, it's
1: actually raining right now, and the sun's coming through, and I'm like, there's probably going to be a rainbow.
0: Hmm. I feel like there is. Probably.
1: Um, yeah, it is happy Wednesday, everybody whatever day after you're listening, another episode. We are excited because it is our advice episode, but we have some stuff to talk about before that.
0: Uh Not really. You said that like it's like, hey, sit down. We have some stuff to talk about.
1: No. We have nothing to like update you on. Um, We actually were supposed to be going to, if you're listening to this and it's Wednesday, the day this episode came out, then we are supposed to be on our way to California and our trip got canceled. Um, I think I mentioned it on my Instagram story, but if you didn't hear, um when I was in actually right before I left for Hawaii, my dad tested positive for COVID. And we were kind of like, Oh, okay, like obviously he's gonna be fine. Like this mm-hmm. week kind of everybody's had has had it and it's been like pretty easy or whatever. Um so then I'm like mid-trip and I'm thinking my dad is like back to the beach with you, whatever. And then I I guess I just called and was like, hey, how's everything going? And they're like, well, it's day five and he's still not doing well, fever, all the stuff. Um, long story short, he had a fever for like 14 days and was just like really ill, honestly, like pretty bad, ended up getting pneumonia from it and a few days ago we were like my parents were like we're just going to cancel because it's not worth like he just wouldn't have been able to do anything that yeah. we wanted to do luckily they had trip insurance um
0: to the rescue
1: this is the third time my parents have used trip insurance and dad yeah. if you're listening <laughs> this is every time they've used it is because something has happened to my dad yeah um so yeah now we're hopefully postponing it but there's no like date which kind of sucks. It's
0: yeah, I feel there. like I keep seeing people who have COVID and everybody recently, it's like, yeah, I was kind of down and out for a day or two and it's nothing too bad. I mean, knock on wood, that I feel like that's most of what I've been hearing from people. Um, and then with your dad, it kind of was like, and your dad's also like a very healthy, takes care of himself, eats right, exercises everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, it's going to be, you know, one of those two or three day things and then had a fever for 14 days, and then pneumonia, and just...
1: And, like, because of the pneumonia, he he wasn't really, like, having chest breathing problems, coughing, nothing, until, like, day 10. Mm-hmm. Then he found out he had pneumonia and had, like, a few days of coughing where he, like, kind of pulled out his back from coughing. So he's been having, like, serious back pain, whatever, all to say that getting on a plane and going on a trip wasn't the answer, unfortunately, but we're just kind of glad that he's recovering. It's, I don't know. I think that my mom and a lot of other people have all their theories about how he got so sick or whatever. It's been like a interesting month with him and being sick. So Um, he's fine. But yeah, it's kind of, I feel like it keeps going in and out where it fades for a while. And then I hear a ton of people are getting it and there's always a new variant and As much as I'm like, I don't think this is ever going to go away, I hope that it becomes different because I was talking to, I forget who I was talking, maybe it was my cousin. We were just talking about like, at this point, it's not even like that we're worried about getting it. It's that like, we're worried about it canceling our plans. Mm -hmm. Like it has canceled so much stuff for so many people. And I don't know if that's because of like- The media around COVID and like now, like, I don't know, if you got a cold, you would still go and do whatever you have to do. But because COVID has become such a big media sensation, we, if we get it, you don't leave your house. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the answer. I truly don't know. Yeah. But it's like, you know, as soon as my dad tested positive, you're like, okay, well, like, I can't see him. You know, he can't see anybody, of course. And like, I'm going on a trip and I don't want to get it. It's just like, and then I canceled our trip. Yeah, more because he he would have been able to go because he tested negative, but more because he didn't feel well. But my point being, it's just like still a headache in that sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's more definitely more than a headache. People are still unfortunately dying from it, and we weren't planning to go down this rabbit hole, but here I, we are. We're just it's not a um, rabbit hole.
1: It's just kind of like what's been up with us lately because it yeah. it. it, it goes away in topic of conversation and then it comes back and then it's like so relevant and it's annoying and
0: you know yeah i think everybody's kind of on the same page like it's not going anywhere people got to make decisions and live how they want and that's kind of what you know the government and guidelines are saying now too like however you're feeling do what you want you like know that it's a risk it's another thing that's out there the same way you can always get the flu or anything like it's just yeah another risk another thing to think about when you're making decisions on what you want to do and, yeah, you know, it just kind of is. And, you know, I think, yeah, the crappy part about the vacation being like having to be postponed is not COVID. It's not whatever your dad's feeling better. It's just like the the family time, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we've talked about a lot on here recently, like aging and how many more opportunities of trips like this. Okay, are there the reason be? that we and... planned
1: this trip, I remember it was me. It was our idea. Cause I was like, we need to go on a family trip with my family before we start having kids, like mm-hmm. before that's a thing. And then I told my mom, "We're like, oh yeah, let's." Do. Like, it was that type of like, yeah, we're getting older. There's gonna be more, starting to be more people in the family. Like, let's go do a trip. And now it's like yeah. another probably postponed till the spring. It's just yeah, yeah it's annoying. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: anyway, that was the big thing this past week. We were supposed to be leaving. Um.
0: Yeah, and then we were we were at a wedding this weekend. Julia's yes. Julia's cousin got married, and it was just a really cool wedding. Um, I would we say hadn't been the, to a wedding the,
1: in a while, like since January or no May.
0: No May hasn't been that long. Hasn't been that long. Um,
1: <laughs> but it was a, it was a family wedding, which I feel like means more, and we're kind of like a big we're I feel like we're more involved, maybe because mm-hmm. we're family. Yeah, um, and it was my cousin who I've been close with since forever, so it was cool to see it come together. They did some, like, really unique things. I don't know if you guys saw any of the pictures. I posted a picture of, like, her dress because my cousin designed and made her her dress, Mm -hmm. which is unique. And it wasn't white. It was, like, colorful and fun. And, like, that was kind of their whole vibe for the weekend.
0: Yeah, their whole wedding theme. So when they sent out the invite and they listed the dress code, they listed the dress code as Festive which people interpreted a million different ways. Some people were They did send a Pinterest board, but... Yeah, they did send a Pinterest board with kind of like their inspiration and it was just really cool how it came together. I mean, like I still wore like a blue suit. I didn't wear a tie, but I wore like a florally shirt. Some people were in, um, you know, shorts and like a tie-dye shirt. Some people were in... Yeah, it was... There were a few people that wore like still a full suit and tie and, you know, it was still normal. Like everybody there was just kind of like whatever you're wearing you're wearing the the like Julie said the bride wore her own made dress the groom wore like gray pants a gray short sleeve button down that he had buttoned undone to his belly button <laughs> and a uh hat so mm-hmm. it was like very casual very cool yeah and that's just kind of who they are that they kind of fit their personalities perfectly yeah
1: and then they did that like new orleans style thing i don't know what it's called do you know
0: I want to know if anybody knows what Julia means when she says they did that New Orleans style thing.
1: It was like from the ceremony, we all had to walk down to the reception. It was like down a big hill and a little bit further away. And we all, everybody grabbed a pole and led. We were herding the people down. Yeah. And it was like music and trumpets and dancing and.
0: A jazz band led the way. Yes. And there was a procession from the ceremony down to the reception and it was just really cool because the jazz band was playing really upbeat so kind of upbeat music so everybody was kind of like dancing and like you know all walking the same path and kind of like a parade and yeah yeah, it was just really cool but
1: isn't it called something
0: i don't know what the term is oh no. anyway a term for it but.
1: yeah it was it was fun it was a really cool wedding it was every time we do this we go to a wedding our whole my my side of the family is you know we're all there if it's your side whatever mm-hmm. it's so nostalgic and we always leave i was driving home and i was just like so sad for like that day i was like it's just so you don't see your family let alone your extended family that often and when you do it's like everybody is older and everybody is doing this and you have to catch up and it's just like
0: yeah
1: gosh remember when we were just like all playing barbies together and our parents were drinking and you know it's just like so weird but
0: Nice, it's always a nostalgic feeling, leaving like a big family get together. I get
1: so deep in my head, yeah, I know you do too, like just about like
0: everything I don't know, yeah. yeah,
1: it's just it's a good thing, but it's also you can get down about
0: it, yeah, well, it is, I mean, it's kind of a, a reminder that times are changing, time is not stopping, Constantly, We are getting though. older, things are different, relationships are different. Yeah, you know? and and you know the good thing is that we are still close with family. We are still close with, you yeah, know, cousins, aunts, uncles on both sides. We have those relationships. So when we do get together, it is a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, all right, I'll probably talk to you, but it's August. I'll probably see, see in... this family around Thanksgiving again. Not, well, not really talk until then.
1: Maybe more, but yeah. Maybe. I mean, so. yeah.
0: So we got back from the wedding and quickly started a new TV show, which we watched. Actually, somebody recommended it to us um, on Hulu called The Bear, which I can't remember what the main character's name is. Other it's than Lip. Lip from Shameless. Yeah. We watched oh, wait. Shameless. Uh, we love Shameless.
1: Oh, gosh. And if you
0: guys watch that, uh, the I'm character blanking. Lip. Yeah, I can't remember what it is. Lip almost plays like the same character. Literally,
1: he plays the same character.
0: Same person. In this new show, where he is um, the head of a uh, kitchen, head of a chef. he's a chef leading a it's kitchen. It's high energy, yeah, but it's really good. It's really good. We
1: finished the whole first season because it's short. Well, episode. It was only
0: like seven episodes, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and the episodes are like twenty five minutes. Yeah, so you could finish it in like a half a day. Yeah, but it was good. Um, yeah, and then we've been watching Bachelorette, but mm-hmm. you guys know there's nothing new on those shows, really. Yeah, especially if you watch.
0: All right. Well, okay. should we get into it?
1: Yeah, hold on. Okay. So we are back with our advice episode cuz it's the beginning of the month. Um so let's just get into it. Let's okay, do. Okay, the first one is how to not ask a girl out. How to ask a girl out in a non-creepy way. So this Ooh. is actually from a I think a boy. Uh-oh. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um either way, how to ask how to ask a girl out in a non I just thought it was a different perspective than what we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you should start.
0: Sure. Um, the fear of asking a girl or boy or anybody out is real. The fear of rejection is huge, it's powerful. Uh, my best advice would be just to be genuine. If you're interested, state that you're interested, be intentional, be straightforward. Um, I was like people like to know that they're wanted people like to know that they're being chased people like to know that which is like somebody is annoying. interested and so I think being able to say hey I've really enjoyed getting to know you
1: mm. over the past whatever
0: would you be interested in going on a date with me
1: good advice oh good job <laughs> I just think it's funny because I'm like, that's really like, yes, that's what we all should do. But I'm like, in the moment, if somebody came up to me, a boy, and they were like, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Do you want to go out? I might be like, I I, I feel like I just- might be
0: like what? Yes, if you're interested, or no, if you're not?
1: No, I just feel like, yeah, I guess so. Depending on the person, I guess I would say yes or no. But I'm thinking like, you want someone to be like, fly about it. Cool
0: about it. Cool, right? I I think my way of what I talked about is being like the cool way. I'm but you're not cool. I'm picturing you know <laughs> Will Smith teaching Kevin James like just go for it. Yeah. This is where I think like this is a complete tangent where like relationships and dating get so hard and so stupid. I know because it's like we're trying to play a game. You're like you gotta be cool about it, but it's not sly, the game dude.
1: necessarily as if it is like. Do you have I don't want to say the word swag because I don't like that word. But, like, do you have the capability of, like, flirting? Or are you tr- trying really hard to
0: flirt? I guess I'm picturing with what was written in that, like, this person already knows the person they want to a- ask okay. out. Like, there's a relationship. It's not like they're, like, out at a bar. Like, he's not asking somebody random on yeah. a date. And Agreed. Again, I also think, like, it's straightforward the same way. Ask... Asking somebody is the best way to know whether the answer is going to be yes or no. Yeah. But.
1: To not be creepy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like things that are creepy that, you know.
0: Yeah. Don't do it wearing cargo shorts and <laughs> Um
1: Don't. I mean, I think it's hard because you have to be, it has to be the right moment. Like I, I wouldn't necessarily be like. Don't I would say don't do it when this girl is in like a crowd with her friends having like an amazing time with her girlfriends. Like I don't know, don't do it. I'm trying to think of scenarios. Don't do it
0: when you're drunk.
1: Yeah, don't be don't drunk. Do it don't at be the gym. Don't do it at the gym.
0: Don't do it because then a spot you're staring. She's not prepared. Do it in a and that's like a whole other thing. Like you want to go into the conversation and like set it up. If she is at the gym and you're having conversation with her, like yeah. hey, I've got something personal to ask you. Is now a good time, or do you want me to ask you later? Right? Because like,
1: you, I think we we think you know this person. Then yes, I feel like those situations might be fine. Yeah. If it was like somebody random, I'm thinking then it's like you do have to, I think, be more intentional about when and where. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't be creepy. Have
1: don't you ever be been asked out by someone? Like being, I don't know. Has, I'm trying to think. Probably.
0: It's not like something that I keep track of. Yeah. Or have or did keep track of. Yeah. Okay, I'll read the next one. I gave my resignation at work because I couldn't take it anymore. I don't even have a plan.
1: Pat doesn't understand. Meaning, short
0: for I don't even have a plan. What should I do? He doesn't get the friends reference. No, I don't. Um, I've experienced this. When I left yeah. coaching college football, I gave my resignation and left because I was so over it. And didn't I didn't know what have you a plan. Want. I didn't know what was next for me um which i think you have to do i think that knowing you don't want to be somewhere is knowing just is just as valuable as knowing where you're going so you know you're in a spot you don't want to be you need to leave there whether that's in a relationship in a living situation in a work whatever yeah i um, feel like
1: before you get into it actually like i feel like just actually leaving without a plan sometimes is like better than what most people do because a lot of yeah. people will just stay and get way deeper in and be like, I can't leave because of this, this, and this. It's like, no, you were just like, I want to leave this. I'm not happy. I'll figure it out. Obviously, that's scary. Now, you don't have a plan, but you're in a better spot.
0: Yeah. That's actually like the beginning of a plan, Yeah, right? Like you knowing you don't want to be there, like you're in a better spot. You are um, making progress. You have started to lay the foundation. And I think that's actually a cool like time – because you maybe have a little bit of a break now you know your last place you worked at wasn't what you want so now you can try and define what it actually is that you do want Mm -hmm. were there any qualities from your last place that you were at that you did like if what were the things that you didn't like when you go to your next interview like ask about those things figure those things out
1: i feel like it's also just a time where you can just i mean obviously you left and you're okay Like, I feel like you can take the time to be, like, what actually makes you happy? Like, what do you want to do? Because what you were doing obviously was not, you know, what you wanted to be, what you want to be doing in the future. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like it's a good time to, like, think about that and, like, do things that make you happy that aren't a job to figure out what's going to make you happy so that you can do it for a living,
0: you know? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And don't be hard on yourself for not having a plan. Yeah. Like we, we've we all been there. We've all done that. You can give yourself like confidence, have some confidence in yourself that you're going to figure it out no matter whatever the next thing is.
1: Yeah. I feel like this has happened also. It just happens to everybody in life at some time and it's a good thing. I feel like it's better than being like complacent and not changing or not growing and yeah, so you're never going to regret that. You're never going to regret leaving.
0: So many people get to shitty jobs where they're like, I've been here for seven years. I can't leave. And they hate it. And then they just get stuck. And they do at. a
1: seven more and then they hate it more. And then. Yeah. And also like doing something for seven, uh, not just the number, but doing something for a certain amount of years and then you continue to do it. Not only does it hurt like the thing that you're not. not only does it make you unhappy, but it makes you like. Forget about yourself and then things go downhill,
0: mm-hmm. not
1: just in your career. Like I yeah. feel like in other ways in your life, things start to go downhill.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's overlap and it can all impact the different things in your life. Yeah. So this other person wrote in a different question that is similar but different. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck with multiple job opportunities and I want to do them all. I don't know how I can choose.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's kind of amazing.
0: Yeah. Good for you.
1: Um, I've never had this happen to me.
0: <laughs> I've never been that person.
1: Um, Actually, Wow. I, I wonder been. if they're in like the same... I need more details. Like I wonder if they're in the same realm of things or if they're like complete different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, I think all you can do is just like really pick one. Yeah. And like...
0: If... So there were two times in my career where I had multiple job opportunities and I had to pick one. For me, the first time was a gut feeling where I just was like, I... So when I got into coaching college football, I was offered three jobs within like a two day span. Wait, I didn't know. One at where? Duke, one at Arizona State, and one at Temple. What and the heck? it just was like a... Holy crap, I don't know what to do. And like I had that same emotion of like, I wanna do all three of them. They all have their pros, they all have their cons. But then I took a step back and I was like, okay, my gut feeling tells me to go to Duke. So that's why? what I'm gonna do. Cause it was my gut feeling. I don't know why, like what causes Arizona
1: State. It. That sounds so cool.
0: Right? Yeah, there were each one would have been a cool opportunity. Each one would have had awesome um experiences there would have been a ton of pros from each but for whatever reason my gut was saying go to duke so i was like all right i'm going to duke and then actually when i left duke i left there unemployed but i had two more job opportunities after i started looking and applying and then i was like okay i really don't have a gut feeling i was like both of these sound amazing for Different reasons, and I couldn't choose. And then I was like, okay, I need to find who my mentors are and ask them. And I remember, so I'll I'll just say it real quick. So one of the jobs was in like private equity and management consulting, and the other one was in um, like working for a nonprofit. The nonprofit was going to pay me $33,000 a year, but I would have been so fulfilled, right? I would have been giving back, I would have been whatever.
1: Whatever,
0: yeah. And so I talked to one of my mentors and he was like, you know, you need to think a little bit more long-term. At this point, I was 28. So I was like, what does my life look like if I'm making $33,000? He's like, I know you want to get married. I know you want to have kids. You're going to be feeling good about work with what you're doing, but you're going to come home to a family that's struggling because you can't provide financially. So I was like, okay, like that was the advice I needed. And that's not advice for everybody, but that was like, my advice to the person that wrote in is like find a mentor, find somebody who you trust, lay out the different options, listen to their advice, go with that.
1: And listen to your gut. Yeah. Which is like the first one. Just listen to, yeah. lay them out, write the pros and cons, pick one.
0: Yeah. My boyfriend of one year has a job opportunity out of state and I'm considering moving in with him. Is it too soon? One year.
1: Um, If you know, you know. Right? Yeah. I don't think that there's a time that is like, oh, that's a year is too soon. Or I think everybody's different. I feel like if if you're asking the question, there could be two things going on. One, it is too soon. Or two, you're like me and you listen to like social norms and what people tell you to do. And you think that people will judge you because it's only been a year. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you have to kind of lay those two things out and be like, which one is it? And if it's the one that I fear and I listen to, then I think it's the right thing and you should do it because you want
0: to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need to base that decision based on how long you've been together, right? It's not about one month, one year, 10 years, however long, when's the right time to move in? It's not about how long you've been together. It's how long in the future do you see yourselves being together? Yeah. and. If you're like, this is my person, I want to be with him for, you know, forever and I love our relationship and everything is, you know, going the way you want it, then one year is absolutely not an issue. You could be doing it sooner than that. But if you're questioning other things about the relationship, then maybe that's why you're questioning this.
1: Yeah. Is that helpful? Is that advice?
0: The advice is to not... Don't think about like as a timeline, right? There's not like a timeline for when it's acceptable to move in or not. If you want to move in with this person because you think it's the right thing and you're excited to move in with them and you're excited for your future, then do it. But if you are questioning the relationship, questioning the future, questioning how they treat you and but you're like, but we've been together a year, then it still doesn't matter. Yeah. Then don't move in.
1: How to navigate boyfriend and you wanting different qualities of life. What would be a quality of life? Like, yeah. Like the way to live? Like
0: ways? Well, I think we probably experience a little bit different uh, quality of life because like my quality of life, if I was like.
1: Living on like a farm. Well,
0: it would be like <laughs> I'm, my quality of life if I was like. The highest level of me being happiness, I'm not sure money would be listed there. It Mm -hmm. would be about time and peace of mind and whatever. So like, and I wouldn't need to be in something that is super nice. I'd be on some land where it's quiet. Yeah. Where your quality of life would be different than that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's what they mean. Yeah. I think that it's not
1: necessarily a bad thing for us. You're right. We do have different like... I was thinking like, oh, you have different values, but that's way different than like qualities of life. Yeah. I think there's ways to compromise, which we do.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think that like, also, we both want to make each other happy. I don't know why you're looking at me like that.
0: <laughs> uh, my mind went dirty for a second.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, But I feel like there's ways to talk. I mean, if you want a future together, then this is something I feel like you would figure out. And I don't feel like this should be a deal breaker, like. I guess I'm trying to think of, like, other qualities of life that are different than what we just mentioned. Like, is it Mm -hmm. all about, like, the way to live? Money or less money or city and suburb or, you know, like, I feel like there's, like, a lot of things and there's ways to compromise. And if it's, like, you're struggling because it's the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, then I don't feel like that should be something that you, like, break up over.
0: Yeah. I think, like, many things in relationships, there's going to be differences. I mean – From our experience, there's going to be differences. There's this specific question is something that Julia and I differ on. but There's always going to be differences.
1: Yeah, but there's
0: a, a matter of like making sacrifices. And making those sacrifices doesn't mean break up, right? For Julia and I, quality of life and how we mentioned like some of the differences, like we're both working towards a certain level of financial freedom to enable us to for me to be able to go to the woods and be quiet and you to be able to go to New York and yeah, do whatever people in New York do. Yeah. You know, like.
1: But we're able to make that work kind of for both of us.
0: Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's not, it's got to be like a give and take the yeah. make the sacrifice and.
1: Yeah. Okay. My husband and I are so different socially, friend wise, and starting to impact us. I'm so i'm a social butterfly and he has one to two friends he thinks i prioritize my friends versus him i can see how this would be that how this could impact you if one of you is a social butterfly and the other one is not i think the way he's thinking that you prioritize your friends versus him that that would be obviously an outcome of him having less friends Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there needs to be some, like, reassurance on your end that, like, a friends are just a huge part of your life and your past, maybe before him. But, like, obviously, you guys are married and you chose each other. So I think, like we were saying before, like, there has to be a little bit of, like, give and take and, like, hey, on Friday this week, I'm going to hang out with my friends. But on Saturday, like, this is just about me and you. And, like, he also has to be okay with that and not yeah. getting, like, jealous that you're friends are really important to you and like he's okay to have less friends or to not socialize as much i kind of feel like we go through that a little bit Mm -hmm. but in different times like we're both kind of
0: both ways yeah well i don't know why but while you were reading that one i was like it sounds like there's underlying issues here like i don't know the the husband is jealous of um her with her friends but he didn't say putting her first her putting her friends first would be
1: He thinks I prioritize my friends versus him. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, maybe if that's that's true. So it sounds like there's like something there. Like why is like an insecurity or he's not being fulfilled in some other way. Like what is it that he needs that he's not getting that makes him think that the friends are getting it? Or like
1: are you prioritizing your friends more? And is there a reason for that?
0: Yeah. Or yeah, maybe that's the thing. Have you considered that you may be putting I'm not saying you are. You might be. (laughs) You might be.
1: Yeah, I think that it's like another marriage thing that you navigate with each other. Hopefully, this isn't like a big underlying issue because mm-hmm. I feel like if you chose to marry each other, you know, you re- you're you understanding the commitment you're making and that like you know each other and you know this is part of your life and this is part of his life and this isn't part of his life and this isn't part of your life, like, but you're going to make it work together, yeah. which is the hardest part,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Alright, here's another one. Somebody wrote in, I'm trying to make a new budget. How much should go how much of income should go to savings? Please help.
1: This has to be different for everybody, right? Yeah. This is we, it's actually a question we've this. gotten
0: a lot of. I think and maybe we need to do another episode of it. Um, because we every time we do one of these relationship or one of these advice columns, we always get people writing it in for financial advice. And Understandably so. Like financial um, advice or financial like comfort and confidence is so hard to come by. Um, So we get a lot of questions on it. First, obviously, the preface is the preface is like, we don't know. We are not experts. We're not financial advisors. There is a ton of content out there on different podcasts, on different, you know, Different things that you can just Google. How much to save? What percentage to savings? Yeah, like and, starting small too. Yeah, okay. and it, it also varies person to person. So the person who wrote this in, I can see just based on their like profile picture, and it's not anybody I know, but they're wearing a bride's dress in it. So it looks like they were maybe recently married. So maybe that's why they're trying to come up with a new budget. But there are I mean, it's look, you're taking the right first step of trying to figure out like your personal finances and trying to like build a budget and understand where money is or where money isn't. And um, that's like the perfect first step. It's hard to know, like, you know, okay, you maybe recently got married. Are you thinking about kids? Are you guys thinking about buying a house? Are you thinking about. Buying an RV so you can drive across the country, like different things and, you know, what you prioritize compared to, um, you know, other people's lives.
1: Yeah, and I think also not comparing to other people's lives or not comparing to what you think other people have or what they're budgeting because obviously everybody is in a different situation um, and people – some people make this amount, some people make this amount and I feel like also – Everyone's in a different stage of life. So advice would also, like, besides, like, specifically what you should budget, I think it's more like do what you feel is right and not looking at what everybody else is doing because you don't know what their situation is.
0: Yeah. And I, I think the, like, the safe line of saving is always save more. Like, just yeah. keep saving. Push yourself a little bit further to try and save more. Yeah. If you do that, you should be okay.
1: Yeah. How to not take a person? How to not take it personally when your significant other is in a mood can it feel personal, or is it just me? Lol. <laughs> Why
0: don't
1: I want to you talk speak about on this, your babe? partner
0: being in a mood?
1: I really have to go to the bathroom.
0: And she, as she says, <laughs> she's in a mood. Um. So the more you can learn about your partner, the more you can start to understand their moods.
1: He's not speaking from any personal experience. Not my experience at
0: all. I don't know any of Julia's moods. She only has one mood and it's happy. (laughs) Just kidding. She's a moody bitch. Um, Don't take it personally. That's the first thing. Second thing is the more experience you have around the different moods, the more you can understand how to help get them out of certain moods. How to help get them into certain moods, and then when you just need to get away.
1: Mm, yeah, you, you've gotten good at this, I feel like. I've, I've
0: had to learn. <laughs> which is kind Same. Kinda, it's, it's not just
1: me. You have moods.
0: I do have moods. Yes, and I've learned them. Most of them are happy, though. Most of them are happy, though. It's just part of being together for a while, right? You're going to learn that you're going (laughs) to learn about different moods and, and just like different experience living together. Um, I think one thing that I've had to learn, and this is a little bit of a tangent that I always wish other people that were around more often learned. Other people that were around. Yeah. Talking about me. No. Um, Like I know when you're anxious and I know what makes you anxious so I know I need to, like, not do those things. For example, yeah, like.
1: let's hear an example.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about, like, travel or let's talk about eating or let's talk about, like, all these things where it's, like.
1: Because I have crippling travel and eating and food anxiety.
0: Yeah. So it's, like, okay, <laughs> I need to do everything to avoid those, to help avoid or help minimize those conversations or help de-escalate those conversations mm-hmm. or even like conversations re- recently around covid right like with the family we've been talking about them so i have to i feel like i have to do more mm-hmm. to help protect you from those conversations yeah because i know that they are going. but cause it anxiety. was a
1: learning process too
0: yeah i oh of course i didn't know that early on i didn't know yeah what was going to set you off? What would make you uncomfortable? I didn't know any of that. Yeah. But it has been something like, okay, now I understand. I'm the only person that makes Julia not be anxious and I need to like protect you at all costs with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. <laughs>
0: but that is definitely something I'm aware of. Yeah. um,
1: Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, is this person in a bad mood? Only in one situation, like, are you taking it personally because you're like, oh, is it me? Um, and I think, what are you doing? Nothing. That's just trying on my sunglasses. They don't look good on you. <laughs> um, I think the communication part is something you kind of have to really get into. Like, hey, I understand you're in a bad mood. I I want to leave you alone, but I also, you know, like, you know, when I'm in a certain mood and it's like, hey. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then you were like, oh, okay. And then I'm like mad at you because I said I was fine. You didn't do anything about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Definitely it's like that is.
0: A I'm, lot of times moods can feel very personal. Like no, you but, will explain a mood that you're mad at me when in reality I already know it's not about me. Yeah. Like it's about you. <laughs> uh,
1: we have so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like just you have to communicate about it and it doesn't, you're not saying it's happening all the time, just saying that you're taking it it personally and I feel like you really, you you can't take it personally unless it's personal.
0: Yeah, I don't think you need to take it personally. If you think
1: it's not, shouldn't be taken personally, then most likely it's not. Yeah, and 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 one
0: of the hard things is like trying to call somebody out on it.
1: For example. (laughs) Should I give an example? Yes, give an example. I want to hear it. Okay, Everybody so, wants to hear it.
0: Well, one of the other mornings,
1: mm.
0: middle of last week, I made breakfast like I do every morning. and every this is, Oh, this I know is what
1: this is. is. Just, I know this is the dishes thing. The dishes
0: thing. <laughs> and I, um, so I make breakfast like I do every morning for us. And when I make it for Julia, I always try and like make it look a little more aesthetic than I do for myself. So like I'll serve He's her so plate sweet. first. So I serve her plate and then I mishmash everything on my plate and I sit down and eat it. So when you have the pan and you do <laughs> eggs in it and then you, you finish cooking, you put the egg pan in the, in the sink and you put some soap on it and it just helps. And whatever. you just leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. So Julia, one day last week, I made breakfast, served everything, and I'm getting ready to take Willow out, and she's standing there doing the dishes, and makes two comments about the sink and the dishes.
1: wasn't I didn't make two comments. The
0: sponge and then the dishes. Because the I've told was, you these yeah, multiple okay, times. here we go. <laughs> so Julia makes a comment about the sponge being in the sink, which... Maybe she had said before, but not something to me that is like that big of a deal. And when I think of it, yeah, I take the sponge out of the sink. But when I don't think of it, I don't think of it and sometimes leave the sponge in the sink.
1: Which leads to us throwing out a sponge every other week because they smell bad. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to clean the egg pan and has to scrub it and... Her expectation was that I, or the way she communicated her expectation, is that I would make the eggs, serve her, make my plate, but then I would clean the egg plate first Mm. before I sat down to eat. No, not before. Yes, yes. That is exactly what your expectation was. (laughs) So we got into a, like a little bit of a fight with that. And I was like, you're literally being <laughs> ridiculous. You're asking me to serve you, make you food. That's
1: You're taking it like a step too far.
0: No, I'm not.
1: No, I'm not like, please serve me and no. then clean this. No, I'm saying your I'm expectation
0: saying. is that I made us breakfast, brought it to you, which some people would say that's serving you, <laughs> make my plate. While you eat, I would clean the dish and then I would go eat. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, it really wasn't that big of a deal, but it was because Julia was in a mood that morning where I was like, okay, I'm not really going to be bothered by this. Like, You can say I should have cleaned the plate. Great, you won that argument. And it was just like being aware of like, okay, this isn't a personal thing. I know she's not really mad about that. I know she's grateful for breakfast and clean and blah, blah, blah. Um,
1: Something about Pat, you guys, is he has no ego and he doesn't give a flying fuck about being right. No, I don't. At all. Like, at all to the point where it kind of bothers me a lot. Because sometimes it's so annoying, but that's how we differ. I don't have a huge ego, but...
0: You like to be right.
1: uh, More than you do. Yeah. Like, he will just go beyond... like the rest of his day, if he's, if people are telling him he's wrong and he knows he's right and he just doesn't care. Yeah. He doesn't care.
0: No. I, I <laughs> learned this at my last job. I forget, maybe I saw it somewhere or read it somewhere, that my peace of mind is more important than me winning an argument. Yeah. And I just have embraced that. Yeah, you're really good at that. Which I'm not. To the point where it pisses you off.
1: Sometimes. It depends on the situation. But sometimes I'm like, why don't you care? Like, you are right in this situation. You're letting everybody, like, get away with it. Or, like, sometimes I feel like people take advantage of you because of that. But in your mind, you just, like, genuinely don't care. And I'm like, I do care.
0: I care for you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
1: <sighs> okay, well.
0: So don't take it offense if your partner's moody. Yeah. I'm sure you're moody. I oh, am. Yeah.
1: Everybody's mood. Everybody. Everybody has moods.
0: Moods present themselves differently though. You, for example, get
1: <laughs> Another example.
0: a little more aggressive.
1: Aggressive?
0: Like you kind of like want to fight. You kind of want to like have like the blow up. No, Where I me, don't think so.
1: Mm, I don't think I be. want that.
0: Okay. I feel like that's you like getting it out a little bit, which is good. Yeah, maybe. Which I think for me, it's more I'd rather more speak of like, my mind. I just want to be left alone and be quiet. And maybe that's the difference between like introvert, yes. extrovert, like yeah. how I recharge. Like because sometimes
1: when I know that something's something's on your mind and something's bothering you, I can tell. But instead of you wanting to talk about it, you are just like, it's fine. I'll deal with it in, in my head and you'll be fine. But to me, I'm like, no, because then I never know when you're actually okay and over it or you're still like harping on it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So that's yeah, what I Yeah, definitely my solution is just to be quiet.
1: Yeah. But then I can still tell because I'm your wife. Anyway.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I feel like that's it. That's all we got today. That's
0: all we got. That's
1: all she wrote. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm so bloated. It's like bad. I don't know why. Actually, I do. I didn't poop today.
0: Mm. <laughs> that's why you've been moody. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Um, all right. Well... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Also, we've been getting some really good reviews, you guys. You have been pulling through and somebody even wrote a review and they were like, this one's for you, Jules, because they knew they listened. They listened to the whole episode. So, I love that. Thank you. I love that for you. If you guys want to leave a review, of course, go ahead and do it um, on Apple Podcasts and follow our Instagram because we post little clips. I'm trying to think of more things to post on the Instagram, but for now, it's just that. Um so yeah, we'll see you guys next week.
0: See everybody.
1: Bye.